Hello and welcome to Into the Funkoverse. This is season three, episode three. And today I'm here with Kat. Woo! Whoop whoop. Uh, <laughs> so this is Kat. She is my bestie. Uh, <laughs> and your Instagram username is Kiss Cat Doodles. And if you don't already follow her, go and follow her because she is an amazing artist and Ooh. very talented in many different things. Not only oh. art, but graphic design, anim <laughs> animation, so a bit of animation. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> um, but today we are talking about lounge flies and artwork. We love. We do love. So I'll start off with some lounge flies. So how many do you have? Uh, I think I have maybe seven, six or seven, I think. I kind of lost count a while ago. Um, six or seven? Yeah, yeah um, it, it kind of grew very quickly, and that's, like, not including, like, my mum's who are kind of still at times as well. She's got, I think, six herself. Um, yeah. So we've got quite a few. Oh, well, I know where I'm coming, like, to st you know, what household I'm coming to to come steal all your lounge flies. Yeah. yeah. You've got, like, 12 lounge flies in your household. I know. <laughs> well, look at me. All right. No, I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, seeming as we're talking about lounge flies and artwork, you have been very lucky to work with Get Ready Comics. I have on multiple occasions i have indeed and they were very nice and have given me um gifted me like um two lounge flies uh one of them is of dale from chippendale um there was a little cosplay blag um i got that a couple of months ago i think it was around april easter time uh because i did an easter themed print for them in their um customer boxes which what went out which was i think my second time working with them and then more recently, um, they reached out to me again, um, asking if I could do a piece of artwork for their, basically anything Disney related for the store. So I did a piece of uh, Disney Princess all together because they wanted quite a big group and it took me forever. I don't know how I managed the time to do it, <laughs> but I managed to get it. And I got a, um, a lounge fly with loads of different Disney princesses on. Ironically, the, a lot of the ones I did draw on the piece, which I thought, how great. Um, so yeah, they were very nice, and they gave me both of those. So that's really amazing. I mean, your princess one was stunning. I mean, how how many princesses oh. did you even have on it? I think maybe there was like, I think there was twelve. Actually, now I'm thinking about it, there was quite a lot on there. And obviously, I am a like a full time university student, so trying to find the time to work on that piece was quite difficult because it's. It's quite complex because they're all together. It's not just the princesses. I have actually um, got the uh, Mickey and friends at the bottom of the piece, which I thought you'd be enough at that point. But I was like, no, I have to go the full way and include everyone. I love that. But you, yeah, you've been able to do now. It's three different occasions. I know you did your Halloween one with Mickey and Minnie. Your print yes. there. I've got that up on my wardrobe. Um... <laughs> love it but uh yeah so it's been great that you've been able to do artwork for if if people that don't know get ready comics is a uk store that sell lounge flies funkos comics action figures and um when they send certain things out if it's disney themed you're going to get a disney print from an artist and so Cat has been one of those artists on many occasions and it you get different ones obviously you do the Halloween one so anything that was Halloween themed would go you know you'd get the Halloween print with the Halloween themed um Disney you know Marvel yeah etc so so it's been really great that you know Get Ready Comics allows for artists to be have that exposure and you get to write an artist statement on the back as well don't you Yes, that was um, quite interesting to do, actually, because um, I have to talk myself um, from, like, a third-person point of view, which is quite <laughs> strange. Um, but it was very nice, and I had to write that all myself. And on the first two occasions, my prints went into their um, store-exclusive lounge flies. 
Um, so it was only for, um, I think there was a Halloween um, Sugar Skull Mickey lounge fly, which my print was in. And uh, the second occasion was the Dale bag, which was also one of their exclusives. Um, it's only until the Princess one, which became more of like a generic Disney kind of merchandise, where it wasn't actually an exclusive. So that's quite fun. Yeah, so it's nice that now, yeah, Disney princesses aren't as exclusive, but also cool that you've been able to work on some exclusive stuff. And with the Chippendale Lounge Fly, you were able to get that before it was released, weren't you? Yes, uh, they had got their stock, I think, maybe a day or so um, before the actual launch. And um, they very kindly sent it out to me um, so I could do some very quick photography with my partner Giles, who is um, Outlaw Studios on Instagram, he um, he helped me do the photography for that shoot. Which um, though it was too late for Get Ready Comics to use, but it was great for um, expose like promoting the um, the product. Yeah, not only later... yeah, like I was gonna say, like not only the product, but you and you know G- uh, Giles, big up yes. Giles. But then. <laughs> Oh, that was so exciting because um, I posted it onto my feed, uh, tagging, obviously, Get Ready Comics, Giles, and Loungefly. And I was contacted by Loungefly directly if they could uh, repost the um, photographs we took of the bag, which was absolutely insane because I was like, that's a huge company. And it was Loungefly as a whole. It wasn't just Loungefly UK or Loungefly US. So it was very it's a real moment for them to contact me so they did repost it and they tagged us and they made we made it onto the main feed which was huge like huge exposure for both me and Giles which was massive yeah I was so proud so proud <laughs> proud moment <laughs> proud moment but also like thinking about lounge fly seeing your work one thing that we will never live down to this day is Kat does a lot of um commissions for people so whenever her commissions are open go and hit her up um <laughs> and when I first met you on Instagram I was like Kat I need a I need a com- commission from you I need Kate Bishop of course <laughs> <laughs> of course uh and Kat did such an amazing piece for me and at this time, I think Coast, uh, Haley's song has just came out, I think. Yeah. And I kept seeing loads of people draw Haley and using her song and tagging her. And she was seeing it. She kept putting stuff on her story of people's artwork. And I was like, Kat, you need to put something on your TikTok using her song, try and get her to see it. And we, you put it on TikTok and... You know, we were there tagging Hayley, getting all our friends (laughs) to tag Hayley. And we were kind of manifesting it. We were like, oh, how crazy would it be if Hayley saw your work kind of thing? Mm. And I was getting ready to go to bed. And what was it, like 12 (laughs) a.m.? Yeah, it was God knows. I don't remember what time it was. I just remember you calling me. I think it was 12 o'clock in, like, in the morning or something. It was a stupid hour. It was quite funny. And you were screaming down the phone that Hayley Steinfeld did see the piece and had reshared it onto her Instagram. It was... I was in so much shock. I didn't know what to say or what to think because the whole day we were just joking, like, oh, yeah, she's going to see it. We're going to be all, like, famous. And, like, she's going to see our work. Like, amazing. And... I never thought about doing the TikTok because of it, because I'm a bit of like a TikTok noob when it comes to making the videos. I just sit there and watch everyone else's. So making the video was quite like took I think three minutes, and I don't know how so many people managed to tag Haley. Like we got all of our friends <laughs> tag her, um, especially you, because you know that's your wife. Like obviously. of course, yeah, <laughs> and. I remember you saying that she had seen it and I was already at that point like my mind was blown I was going back onto my TikTok it was blowing up even more um because it came up that she liked it and it was so hidden amongst other people's likes I didn't actually clock it straight away 
which was really strange. And then it came up for you that she liked it because obviously you was tagged in it and mentioned in it several times. And um, I think it was a couple minutes after it went on to her main um, Instagram story, which was absolutely insane. Honestly, I just remember I was in bed and I saw that Hayley posted an Instagram story and I was like, let me look at it. And I thought I was looking at yours again or something. I was like, what? And then I realised that she posted it. Oh, I, I was on FaceTime with my girlfriend and I was like, I went, oh my God. She was like, what? And I'm like, I need to call Kat. And I was like, I don't care what time of, you know, what time of night it is. I'm calling you. And uh, I just remember getting the notification, like, you know, Hayley Steinfeld liked a TikTok that mentioned you. And I'm there like, no way. So I got screenshots. I think you got a screenshot of me screaming. Yes. I... I, it's on my uh, wall at the moment but it wasn't on my wall it was framed but it wasn't on my wall oh I grabbed it I put it in bed with me I was there like yes like it was so funny I think I literally have that picture you sent me you tucked it in bed that night next to you and you're like she's seen it she saw my name she's seen the piece of work what is going up on my wall she went this is this is my time and it was so nice because obviously she saw my work and I love Hayley as well and the fact she saw it was massive and she took her time to like reshare it and the, also the fact it was for you um and it was your piece it was your commission and I everyone on planet earth knows how much you love Haley and how much you love Kate Bishop so it was a very big moment for both of us and we were so happy for each other and we were just sobbing <laughs> and screaming and <laughs> yeah so now I mean it's up on my wall the the print but um now i not only need to meet Haley, but i need her to sign it now i'll be like you've, yeah. you've seen this <laughs> do you recognize it <laughs> but you've been noticed by other people have you not as well uh yes i have um so it was on twitter one day um, i'm not really big on twitter because i find it a bit confusing <laughs> i feel like a bit of a fossil but um I did a piece of Diva from Overwatch and the game and uh, I posted it on Twitter I think one day it was just kind of like a one-off thing and um, I think it was Overwatch um, UK commented on it and then they liked the tweet which was huge because I like we was obsessing over this game at the time and I was so shocked and then I posted it on Instagram I think a day later and the voice actress of Diva liked the post and commented on it as well because I t- I tagged her in it and I was just like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, these people are huge. And like there is hundreds of thousands of pieces of artwork getting produced every day or shared every day. And this was the time when Overwatch 2 came out. So it was very, very popular. And I didn't think any of them would see it. But yeah, she did. And it was it was amazing. It's been it's it's so good when you you know when you've worked hard on a piece of work and and obviously you get recognised you know Haley being such a big one uh, yeah but as well as Diva I don't know her actress name I've forgotten it I can't remember the top of my head <laughs> well <laughs> anyway yeah. D- Diva um yeah I think it's so so good um but what lounge flies do you have i only feel like i know three of them <laughs> okay so the ones i've already mentioned was the dale bag and the disney princess ones the disney princess one is my most recent one um but i do have my very first lounge fly was a um is a pink floral um disney bag of marie from the aristocats um who is one of my favourite characters ever. And I got it on like such a good deal on Funko Europe and it was like on such a win. <laughs> I didn't really expect to get it. So I got that one. And then I got another um, Marie bag, which is uh, white, but mainly just this embroidered um, front, which I got specifically for when I went up with Ella and a bunch of her other friends in Nottingham. Yeah. And I got... Um, a Funko Pop Scarlet Witch Loungefly, um, which was very um, kindly given to me by my mum, who purchased it. She thought how much I love Scarlet Witch. I think everyone at this point does know how much I love her. 
And then I got um, the Get Ready Comics exclusive um, Garlic Witch cosplay Nantry bag, which is probably one of my favourites. The colour is just absolutely insane. I love it. So I think they're the the ones I do have. Yeah. I'm not, oh, wait, I'm missing one. I am missing one. I have a 101 Dalmatian um, lounge fly as well, which was, I think, given to me last Christmas. And that's, like, what I've been using as my runaround bag for, like, the past year. <laughs> um, it's so cute. And, like, all of them are just amazingly detailed. So yeah, I only have mo- – the majority of them are Disney-related, and I got the two Scarlet Witch Marvel ones. I definitely want more Marvel ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean – I was going to say I've only got two. I've got three. She's got three. I've got three. Did you get one? I forgot one. And I just I just literally turned my head and I saw it and I was like, I've got... Oh, I know what one it is now. I just remembered. So, going back to a bit about Get Ready Comics, uh, <laughs> they have been so kind with me, not only gifting me some Funkos to do Funko photography for them, but they gave me a nightmare before christmas lounge fly it's quite a big one very big one um it's of jack skeleton with his house uh with zero it's the same funko that i have the 10 inch funko so i thought that was really cool and it glows in the dark (laughs) i love anything with glows in the dark i'm just like a little 12 year old who's just obsessed with it so i got that one he's on my shelf my nightmare before christmas shelf and then I got a Spider-Man one from Get Ready Comics as well. My mum gave me that last Christmas as well. <laughs> <laughs> Big up our mums as well. <laughs> Big up. And uh, my most recent one is Kate Bishop. Yeah, you really needed that Kate Bishop one. I was very proud when you got that one. It, I, I found it by accident. So it's an exclusive one, apparently. And not in the oh. UK. And I... I was trying to find a loungefly purse or something for my friend. <laughs> and when I was looking on the US site, because my friend's in the US, I saw Kate Bishop and she was from $90 down to $45. And I was going out to visit my friend in the States. And uh, I was like, because you can't get it shipped to the UK either. But I no. literally messaged my friend being like, can I get this shipped to you? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, sure, like, yeah. And because it was dollars and, you know, calculating the shipping and tax, blah, 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 it actually just came to £45, including the shipping, including the tax, everything. So, Which is amazing. That's a really good price for a lounge fly. I was like, I've got to, got to do that. Yeah. And, you know, just had to squeeze it on my suitcase coming back, but <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah absolutely (laughs) but there are definitely more that i want and i keep seeing Mm. more but i have to contain myself and you know get ready comics is definitely putting out a lot there you know on their site absolutely i fully agree i feel like with the 100 years of disney i just keep seeing more and more i really like i'm like oh my god i have no money like this is kind of rude but I absolutely love them. I definitely wanted to get um, a purse at some point because I haven't got a lounge purse, which kind of was illegal, but I do need one eventually. But there is so many I like. Um, I remember that we both tried to get the Moon Knight lounge fly and we were so gutted about it when it dropped on Funko Europe. Um, it lit, like, the whole thing crashed. For me, it crashed. For you, it crashed. And we were so gutted because it just went. And obviously it never got a restock and we were just like, why? Yeah, the Moonlight one was really cool. Did it glow in the dark? Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, the Moonlight one, the newest Moonlight one was crazy. And to be honest, I wasn't even getting it for myself, but then I kind of wanted to get it for myself. Um, but I prioritised the friend that I was trying to <laughs> trying to get the lounge fly for. And yeah. obviously I sorted it out. I got my friend in the States to out for me but yeah i feel like some lounge flies are just so hard to get when they're the really good ones <laughs> yes absolutely there is some what have um skyrocketed in value moonlight one very much so because there's obviously you get your convention exclusives as well which i'm pretty sure the moonlight one was i'm trying to remember correctly yeah i think it was a summer like convention one but 
I feel like if they're more of like a niche or um, more rarer kind of themed lounge fly, the harder they are to get. Um, because yeah. originally, before um, the Scarlet Witch got very big with One Division, um, previously the only one I think there was, I think there was one, I think it was Endgame. I think it was an Endgame one, or it was the very first early like few episodes of one division where they released a lounge fly and i kid you not i've seen that bag for go for like 200 on pound at least and it's it is a beautiful bag don't get me wrong it is really nice but i'm like oh my god you never think on how big these bags would get but i think a lot of people don't seem to realize that everyone's a bit hesitant on thinking why would i pay at least 70 odd pound for a bag but you're paying for a designer product is extremely well made they are sturdy and i wear mine like every day like they get thrown about quite often and um they hold up so well it's well worth the money that's definitely what i'm trying to say yeah i was gonna say i I was gonna say like what do you think about the price because for me sometimes i can't justify paying 60 pounds plus for a lounge fly because i think yeah oh my i think for me it's like shoes i have the same issue with shoes i want to spend the money on these shoes but i don't want to ruin these shoes you know so it's the same with the lounge flies where okay like the the jack skeleton one that i have i got it for free but i'm like this is a lot of money and Mm. obviously i've got my kate bishop one i got my swineman one and i do want to wear them i do want to wear them else you know i won't get them and I haven't had a chance to wear them yet because I've kind of been here, there and everywhere that I can't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, like, I think you do get your money's worth. But do you think they're too expensive or do you think they're just right? I mean, they're very, I know, I don't know how limited the stock is, how how much they manufacture them. I don't really know that. Mm. But like, I don't know, for me... I think they're a little bit too expensive, but also you can understand why because they are very high. They're high quality bags. It's it's like paying for Gucci in it. It's like, yeah, I do uh, think they're they're quite fairly priced, and obviously I think you can get them on a very good sale. I think the cheapest one I've got, I think was I got it for like thirty pound at one point, um, which is still very good. I just think um, if you're not very big or like a big bag lover then I can totally see why it would be like that is an insane amount of money but it's very much um in the same area because uh Funko do own Loungefly so a lot of their pricing is because of Funko and Funko is a bit pricey at times as well and I can't justify paying like 60 pound for a Funko and I'm like oh my god that's breaking the bank for a piece of plastic and I'm like but I'm gonna pay for it anyway as I do every time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I can totally see how they are a bit more expensive. I just feel like if you get a good deal, or I won't buy a full-priced lounge fly if I don't like it that much. I will only pay the full 80 if I really like it. Um, I've only, I think, purchased myself a few of them. A lot of them have been given to me by family. And, again, get ready comics. So, yeah, to the average person, I can totally get why 80 pound wouldn't be justifiable or very affordable yeah i i just think you know i i would never pay full price for one but not saying that they're not they're not good i just mm. they are just a lot of money and i mean yeah i find it crazy like those that have literally bookshelves full of them i mean oh, good yeah. I, like good for you but like how <laughs> How do you fund that? It's very very much, I think, Funko collecting is expensive. Loungefly collecting is also very expensive. I, like, imagine, like, I mean, I could sell all my Funkos and still maybe only get about 10 Loungeflies out of it. <laughs> it's extortionate. They are it's so expensive. And again, I think when you're collecting, like, I'm sure people will go for more of the older releases and the older releases are more expensive. And there's exclusives around the globe. There's UK ones, there's US ones. And there's, I don't know 
like you said, how much they make of a batch. So I know there is some are very limited or like the convention ones, but even then I'm just like, how do people keep on top of buying all these lounge vices? There's, there's so many um, content creators I follow and I'm like, they have Billy bookcases full of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how? I, I don't even, like, I don't even know where to put the ones I have. They're just hanging behind my door in the not a very aesthetically pleasing way, but <laughs> this is the issue. I don't know how. <laughs> this is the issue I'm having. I mean, yet again, bunkos take up a lot of space, but I mean, so yeah. do lounge flies. I have no room, and I've literally put something on my story about how are people displaying these, and I know I, I have thought about the command hook on the wall, yeah. I have no wall space because they're taken up by Funkos. And I Funkos. These bags, they have small ones, there are big ones, you know, but they're still quite bulky. So mm. displaying them, I just want to know what people are doing. And I know the main thing is either putting them on a shelf or hanging them on the walls. So I just, yeah, I find it crazy. Those, those that have over 10 lounge flies, where are you storing these? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know, like, how? Do you have like a separate room? Because they're just piling up in my own bedroom and I don't even know where I'm going with it anymore. <laughs> Mine are literally at the end of my bed. Between the bed and the Funko shelves. <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, I just just they are a lot of money. But mm. I'm not saying that you wouldn't get your money's worth. It just depends on how much you like them. There's been quite a few releases at the moment, especially with Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, there's some of those have been oh, amazing. I've been having to hold back. There's been at least three to four that I'm obsessed with, and that's from... There's a blue one with the what they called like the logos of the spider people you've got miguel spider and miles that's one of the bags got another you've got a black one that has a 3d thing so then it changes from gwen to miles um there's spider punk got his bag Mm. um that's also incredible uh there's quite a few spider-man ones out from nowhere home ones to there's like uh another spider-man that's come out that's kind of similar to the one that i have but there's like there was a venom one anti-venom there's literally so many like spider-man ones but as well as so many other disney ones that i'm like oh my god there's definitely i feel like there's some what are obviously typically a fan favorite i think spider-man's kind of branching out into that kind of realm like you said like there's no way home ones there's venom there is spider-verse um there's a lot of them i'm trying to think of the other kind of big ones obviously mickey mickey and minnie are also a very Mm. a very classic very big one um i try to also think but they also do more of smaller things because like they do game related stuff as well which i thought people don't tend to like think of they have done collections in the past Again, with Overwatch, like we brought up before, they've done things with games, and they're a huge company, so they must be breaking it in. They they gotta be making so much money, and yeah. I, I would really like to know a bit more about the manufacturing of them and how much it actually mm. costs to make them and how they're made. Um, yeah. So maybe there's something I need to look into. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, I think there's quite a few out there at the moment. I think if I was to buy one right now, it would be one of the Spider-Verse ones, from mm. either the blue one or the black one with the spider people on it. What would your next one be if you had to buy one right now? That's a very good question. I very much want a Disney Tangled um, Lounge Fly because that is my favourite film ever and I'm very surprised I don't have a Tangled Lounge Fly um, because I really love that film. I just haven't found the one I just absolutely adore yet because I'm quite picky which is when it comes to things because um, Lounge Fly do almost these uh, mini bags with just like 
screen grabs of the film on it and I don't really like them that much I'm just thinking like you could have so much nicer stuff with like embroidery or glow in the dark and I'm just like to me I just think it's quite lazy but yeah they've just kind of taken taken yeah screenshots from the film and just kind of plastered it on the bag that's yeah I don't really like those either no so definitely I think tangled any kind of tangled one would be the next one I also forget how much Nightmare for Christmas landflies there are. Yeah. <laughs> there was a new Zero one that was brought out. That was also very tempting. Mm. But, yeah, I think. Loungeflies are really good. Um, How would you say... Obviously, I haven't used mine yet, so I can't have a say in this, but capacity. How, how much are. can you fit in there? Quite a bit. A lot of... I... I was surprised on how much I could fit in there. Um, so I have an iPad Pro, um, which I think is, it's not the 11-inch one, I think it's like a 10-inch something. That fits perfectly into my lounge fly, and I have the mini backpacks. Oh. Uh, I can, yeah, I can fit quite a bit in it. I can fit books in it. I've had pencil cases in it, my phone, my purse. So they, they do hold up really well. And they don't feel too heavy on my back either, which is quite a nice thing because backpacks tend to like kill me. <laughs> so I definitely yeah. remember when when we met up and you had your um, lounge fly. I remember you shoving your jumper in with alongside <laughs> a load of other stuff, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, this is like Mary Poppins stuff going on right here." Like mm. you were shoving that jumper in. I thought, "How is that lounge fly?" I know. Up? But I believe did. I had a Funko in there as well, I think, at that point. I, think <laughs> so I, I don't I, know how. I think I brought a Funko for Giles. Yeah, I think it was uh, Negan from The Walking Dead. And that was... <laughs> so, Funko, did you have water with you? I did. <laughs> you had your purse and a jumper? Yeah, and a jumper. And like this is quite a big, <laughs> like, bulky jumper. It was heavy. And, and you had a soda, a Funko soda. Soda, yes. <laughs> so, so there's definitely uh, a lot that you can fit in them, and that was a, that was a yeah. mini one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a mini one. So I would say, you know, capacity's pretty good. To be honest, I think I've still got paper in in my lounge flies. But to be honest, that's pretty good though. It keeps the shape of them because if I'm not using my lounge flies, I stuff them with all the paper I had originally in them to keep their shape. Because that's one thing you do not happening if it folds or creases. It's just like, ugh. It's not like shoes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel, this, this is the thing. I think lounge flies are like shoes. You don't want to crease them. You don't want to ruin their shape because they are quite stiff things. But I know that I feel like they can get damaged quite easily, though. That's the only thing is that I feel like they could get really easily creased. And if they do get creased, it's noticeable. Yeah, I can't. I think it depends on where and the, like, what people do with them if that makes sense um i mean if people are quite careless and throw them on the floor then i think yeah then it would show quite a bit because obviously you can tear the leather on mm. it i mean i obviously had to bring my kate bishop one in a suitcase i managed to fit quite a lot of things in that bag to bring it back i mean yeah uh, there was i brought a cup when i went to watch across the spider verse in america and the cup is bigger than my face and that fit in. <laughs> so that that was pretty good. Um but yeah, no, I think capacity wise, pretty good. Yeah, again, if you're planning to take like a load of stuff out and about with you, then obviously I wouldn't recommend a lounge fly because No. I can uh, imagine, more of like, your run around bag. Yeah, like a little trip to town, you might get some bits and pieces. You know what? Just get one of those little bags and put one in there. So then if you don't do run out of room, then you have like a carrier bag with you. I always carry one of those with me. Me too. I have a little tote bag with yeah. always in my bag. <laughs> Perfect. But um I wanted to say about your art again and mm-hmm. what got you into kind of doing Marvel characters. Because when I first saw your Instagram or a lot of Marvel things because I know that you have your iconic character Kelpie. Yes. <laughs> and you've done a lot of um just other characters really, you know, just yep. people that you've created. 
But when I first saw your account, you were doing, I think Loki. Loki was the first one that I saw. Like, yes. What got you into doing doing all of that? <laughs> okay, so I have always been a very big film lover, and I love the Marvel Universe. I love DC. I'm very big on film. Um, so at the time, the Loki series had uh, come out, I believe, at this point, and my first piece of Marvel work I did, um, it was Sylvie. And it was it got very big and I remember seeing it. I don't necessarily know why because it's not really my favourite piece I've done. It's quite old now. And then when I redid it, I did Loki from Thor Ragnarok, which is the one you saw. Um, that one also got a lot of love, which is quite strange because I always wanted to try and replicate how these characters look. Um, why not how the actor looks like Tom Hiddleston? I wanted to capture his features as well because I wasn't very confident in drawing men, which was a very big problem I found. <laughs> um, so it gave me a lot of practice as well. And ever since I was very young, I was always like draw characters I saw. So a lot of it was Disney and a lot of it was stuff I'd see on TV. And I went through... Still, I am very much in this Marvel obsessed phase, and I see it, and I'm so inspired by it. And I wanted to almost like try and see how I could recreate them in my own kind of way. And that's uh, where it kind of started off. And I've been drawing a lot of Marvel ever since. Um, a lot of scenes I try and recreate, and um, most recently was uh, in Across the Spider Verse, not into the Spider Verse, Across the Spider Verse. I've done that scene and like No Way Home and a lot of my um, following does like Marvel or are <laughs> Funko related for a lot of my friends are. Yeah. So Marvel has always been very much well received as well. It is very weird because you'd think that you'd be, you know, you are in the art community, but you yeah. are also in very much the Funko community. I am. I feel like... Um, I tend to, some, I will occasionally post if I get like a new Funko, um, all of my, like my personal TikTok is a lot of um, Funko unboxing and that's when I, I found um, your page, I also found Amy from showing, show my Funko box, um, a lot of them, a lot of um, actual other content creators I followed just personally and it was only till we, um, we were friends with Martha, who's Pop TVA, um, who I did a piece for, really um, pushed my art into the Funko community. And that's when I felt more comfortable in sharing my Funkos and as a collector and just on the side. Um, a lot of them enjoyed seeing how in my own kind of created like place I have Funkos around, I have so much art around. And so I was very, very um, welcomed by the Funko community. I've made some of the most amazing friends, including yourself over there. Thank you. And our <laughs> lovely friend, Leisha. Um, we love her. We love Leisha. Um, there is an amazing, amazing community, the Funko community. And I feel like the art community is a bit um, scary. <laughs> They're not always the nicest, um, which is quite a shame. But, yeah, they definitely warmed me, but welcomed me with warm arms, definitely. Yeah, because I, I guess with the art community, obviously I'm no artist myself, but everyone has their own different style, and I think that mm. can be a bit intimidating when everyone has their style, everyone kind of knows what they're doing with art, as when you kind of come into a Funko community or people that don't do art, such as myself, you have a bit more of an audience, I'd say, because... You know, I, feel, I, I you know, this is this is my kind of perception on it is that you know you can see art and you can absolutely love other people's art, but when you you know myself who cannot do this this you know talent, I think <laughs> everyone's really drawn to that. And what you've actually, to be honest, if any of you guys look into the Funko community, most of the profile pictures will be drawn by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have been very lucky and I've been 
given a lot of um, commissions by some very big content creators to do their profile pictures and I never thought in a million years <laughs> it would be there and I absolutely love them it's like your own one uh, it's definitely probably one of my favorite ones I've done I'm ob- um, I'm obsessed I mean you know anyone that goes and follows me at ec.collectiverse my profile picture's done by cat and i mean it's a full it's a it's a full photo though i've you know i've only yeah. done i've only done a circle but like it's a full full body thing i was not mm. expecting it and you went full out and i was like damn i had so much fun with that because everyone knows how much you love miles so you had to be in your miles suit Absolutely. in my miles suit and i really wanted a picture was you know zero next to me so you did yeah. zero, zero for me. Um, but yeah, it was so good that, you know, you managed to kind of get into the Funko community and now everyone started wanting to get profile pictures from you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's really good though. It is really, really good. And and you've got commissions open. So people, you know, you've done things like Stranger Things for people. I think what else you've done obviously you've done Kate Bishop for me you've done my profile picture for me you're doing Daredevil for me at the moment I am which is a lot of people I know really liking the Daredevil one I am enjoying it he's definitely more complex I think because I like to push myself every single time and I don't give myself an easy time with it (laughs) you definitely because you have you have your own style but then you do you're kind of I would say push out a little bit further when you do like your no way home one where it's fully rendered basically <laughs> yes um your mandalorian yes and is daredevil fully kind of rendered yes yeah he is i so a lot of artists think they already have one star and they gotta be like this you can't branch out of it i very much have very different ones depending on what i do so typically my my style, my very easy style, is what um, you'd see typically of my own characters. People's profile pictures is very much how I draw anyway. It's very cartoony. And then with my more rendered illustrations, like you said, like No Way Home and Daredevil, it's more of a realistic proportion and not as a cartoon, which does take an insane amount of time. Yeah. An insane amount of time. No Way Home, uh, that piece, that took, I, I think, I can't remember. It took months. It took months. Your one, your uncle was very nice and commissioned me to do for your gift. That also took an insane amount of time. I think that it took three months to do when I was doing my university work as well. I was drawing in seminars. Um, it, it, and... That was so funny though, because obviously Cat yeah. had been putting stuff on her social media. I think you put spot. So, so basically my uncle for my 21st birthday he commissioned Kat to do a piece for me and I think it kind of went from kind of one or two characters to how many characters? I think there's six on there. There's five. Five five characters. Five Five characters. (laughs) And um and you put a Spider Man on your story and obviously I didn't I didn't know and I was like, oh I I think I messaged you being like, that Spider Man's so cool. Oh my god. And You're like, I want him. <laughs> I I need him. And um, then you know, kept going. You didn't really sit. You were like, oh yeah, like doing it for Giles or something. You came up with something that yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm fooled. And yeah, on my twenty first, I opened up the present, and it was, I don't know how big it is. It's quite a big, big print. Big, yeah, yeah. It, it's fully framed and everything, and on it has Spider Man. Scarlet Witch, Kate Bishop, Miles, and Groot. Get Grooted. Get Grooted. So that was a mass. You said at that, that time that that was one of your biggest pieces that you've done. It was. It was the most um, characters I drawn in a single piece. And obviously, they're all full body illustrations and they take quite a long time because when I do commissions, usually I tend to do them from waist up. Because um, drawing full body does take an insane amount of time, and um, obviously I have to consider how long it takes me and my university work, and I was correctly paid as well. So I don't typically always do full body illustrations. So when I doing uh, five full bodies was a very long time. 
you've you've done a lot of full bodies for me i mean kate was the waist up you had yeah my own profile picture was full body <laughs> and then five characters that were full body and i mean they look amazing it's literally centerpiece above my wonder vision had to put it above wonder vision <laughs> we did of course um we've got a bit of a cat shrine going on and yeah. obviously daredevil's coming along so i've got to think where i'm gonna put him now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no you've really just outdone yourself and more and more people i feel starting to see your work and obviously having profile pictures everyone's like where'd you get your profile picture from and i'm like go check cat out <laughs> i know and it's quite funny because i occasionally get tagged in uh comments on um tiktok and when other content creators get asked who made it or if there was an app i wish there was an app it would be so much easier but <laughs> no it was very nice and i get um a lot of people coming forward to come ask me about commissions or just supporting my work and my account has grown tremendously because of it and especially the Funko community and i'm very grateful for them because I have been on the account, I think, ooh, maybe three, three years, three, four years. Um, I never posted regularly. I didn't think I would necessarily grow. Um, and I've um, almost hit 1K. I'm very close now, which is huge. And Instagram's very mean with artists and the <laughs> algorithm's horrible. So <laughs> it's constant fighting it. So, yeah, I mean... Obviously, with the art community, though, a lot of there's a lot of I would say the community just artists in general. There's a lot of issues where people still work or they yeah. do the wrong thing. Can you say what you shouldn't do from an artist? You know, I know that we've had a bit of a I I've had to say to someone back along when you posted a TikTok and they screenshotted it and put it as a profile picture and obviously it got resolved yeah. in the end but there's there's some things that people do that maybe you don't know that you shouldn't do to artists yeah yeah <laughs> um it's a lot of people would uh usually it's quite they would think it's quite an innocent act of using a piece of artwork i've made as a profile picture but um typically I, as an artist, would not be credited in the piece, so it wouldn't. I never gave permission either. Um, if it was, if I was to get contacted and asked if they could use it, I would be more than okay with it. But stealing work and putting it out there and not crediting the artist is quite a big, um, big no-no in the art community. You don't just take pieces. It's very much a copyright thing. It's quite a big um area and like expertise and discussions uh, a lot of things about um ai as well which is a more recent thing yeah. um just don't do it just please anyone just do not do it yeah because ai is made up of photographs what are typically stolen and even artists have been put in very bad situations um within even the law because artwork has been stolen and put into AI pieces, it's very big. No, <laughs> with AI, um, because it's it's generated and there's no thought, emotion, there's no nothing or consideration behind an AI piece. So I'm very much against it. I know a lot of people do enjoy it because they think I can do it in two seconds without paying someone to make it. Where I think it's quite selfish. You should. You're paying for someone's talent. I say talent, but their skill, their um, the time it's taken for them to learn that skill, the time creating it. Um, so yeah, AI is definitely a big no one. Um, big no. So and also editing watermarks out. Just don't ever do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. You know, it's it's the same for photography in the in the same sense. Yeah. You know, um, I have to put watermarks on some things. It's a whole copyright thing, but. Just don't screenshot, you know. Artists want to make money, you know, because yep. they're using your talent somehow. So if you're just going to take that art, it's just, it's not supporting them. And I think more people should support small businesses and smaller artists as well as bigger yeah. ones. 
you you just need to consider that these people have put time and effort into their art and yeah. screenshotting it or stealing it and even if it's harmless you know a lot of people don't understand don't know but i think that should be more educated out there because yeah artists are trying to you know make a name for themselves absolutely <laughs> it's our job it is our that is our career it's our job and that's how, what's keeping our every over our heads so i feel like people need to be a bit more aware on basically how to support an artist and um basically know the rights and wrongs of art in general especially on social media now and if there's any questions ask the artist ask people. yeah absolutely you know they're not gonna you know they'll be more annoyed if you do something harmlessly you know and not asked than you know this this person that just screenshotted your art and put it as a profile picture obviously they didn't know but just ask just be like hey can i use this because obviously you know for you you do commissions so if people want a, pro- uh, a profile picture you commission we commission you and so yeah. it's not fair if then someone just starts screenshotting something just to put as a profile picture so that's definitely you know a big thing don't screenshot people's art unless they have allowed you or if you have screenshotted it don't use it for any other purpose except for maybe having it on your phone you know don't start making money off of it or anything like that i think you know there's definitely art that i've seen on pinterest maybe and saved that um but then you would never then put that anywhere for you to get credit in a sense yeah so that's a that's a i thought to put that out there because i know that that's a lot of issues for artists so yeah (laughs) but i'm gonna wrap it up and yep. say thank you very much for talking about Loungefly. Obviously, the goods of them, what what we've got, what's coming out, what's what we want, uh, yep. how broke we're going to be from all these Loungeflies. <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank you for talking about your art and, you know, thank you being able to share your talent with a lot of us in the Funko community and obviously people that are listening now, if you... Don't follow Kat. Go and follow right now. <laughs> Go and support your fellow artists. Um, because yeah, I I absolutely love your style. I love you're just you're oh, just an amazing you. person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and just having a chat. Oh, thank you for inviting me on. I had so much fun. Yay! But that's all and. I have no clue when the next episode's coming out. I don't know what the next episode's going to be. So I guess it's going to be a surprise for all of us. <laughs> uh, yet again, if you want updates and stuff, go and follow me at into the .funkoverse and also my normal Instagram, which is easy.collectorverse, where you can view updates for when upcoming episodes are going to be coming out. So thank you once again, Kat. Thank you. And I will see you all soon.